This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guest is Ruth Rogers, co-founder of the River Cafe in London. It's a legendary restaurant, and it has achieved its reputation for a reason. Ruth is a visionary. A rare combination of meticulous and tender, few people on earth are more skilled at making a restaurant feel like a home. I figured an episode about tenderness in all things is exactly what we need. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Ruth. Ruthie, hi. Hi. Hi, Howie. How are you? Oh, I'm happy to be talking to you. Um, it's going to be the, the the very best part of my day. Hugging my kid, talking to you. It's going to be a it's going to be a nice day for me. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I I want to hear what's going on at the River Cafe. You have a you know a 33 year old restaurant. It's also my very favorite restaurant, and you have turned it into a beautiful store. Tell me about reconfiguring and hustling, and getting it together yeah. to be an, an online. Um, source of delight and deliciousness for for your community thank you well i think just to go you know to go to the very beginning um on it became clear by about the 16th of march or maybe a few days before that we could see the signs coming of what was happening um that we decided on the 17th of march that we would close the river cafe um, we didn't know for, as you know we didn't know really for how long none of us knew what a lockdown meant knew none of us knew what the virus meant but we knew it was serious and we knew that the reason we were closing is to protect the people who worked in the river cafe and of course the people who came to eat there but that was more their choice but we found it you know that that number one was the reason was to protect the people who worked for us and so um as we you know we sat in a, with my team and we decided how we were going to tell them this news and um i wrote somewhere the other day that you know i sat there by myself but okay i have to go out and face 100 employees and what do i do it so i googled how do you give your staff bad news <laughs> and it came up with a harvard business school telling them uh first you tell them what you're going to do then you just tell them why you're doing that, why you're doing it, and then you tell them how you're doing it. So armed with that information, I went out. And of course, um, you know, the reason we were doing it was the virus. How we were doing it was the very next day, but we would put them all on, um, on uh, uh, their salary. Nobody would be losing any money. And the third was, we were doing, why were we doing it? Because we cared for them. We loved them and we wanted to work. We worked about their safety. Um, two days later, after we did that, we decided to do, and we'd already been thinking about it, um, start a delivery service. And um, I have to say that was, you know, very speedy. Within a few days, we had a logo from our graphic designers. We had a delivery service. We had um, the cars. And we had an idea of the kind of menu that we would like to bring to people's house, houses. And that was to do with doing um, vegetables. We thought we would focus on vegetables. We would cook artichokes in the you know, Romana, um, slow cooked and braised with herbs stuffed inside them. We would do slow cooked peas. We would do braised spinach. 
Um, and then we would offer uh, pasta sauce. Of course, we did slow-cooked tomato sauce. And a, um, I think we did a summer minestrone, a soup, and a bag of pasta. And so we, we kind of wrote to all our database. And we got so many orders um, that for the following Monday. And we had a team that was coming in on the Sunday to cook it and a team on the Monday to pack it. And, um, and we were very excited. And then on the Sunday, you could feel the unease in the restaurant of the people who were cooking and more so the people who were packing it up. And then on the Monday, um, there was definite anxiety. One of my managers called me up um, and said, Ruthie, there's a feeling of anxiety in this kitchen and the restaurant. And I just said, we'll stop it, just quit it. You know, there was, there was no point in um, carrying on if that was the, the feeling. And the next day, actually, was the day that uh, the Prime Minister imposed a lockdown. So all that, um, you know, we, we then spent a lot of time looking at the furlough scheme, how we could support our every single person who worked in the River Cafe. And then it was, you know, it became pretty grim, all the the thoughts of how we would open, when we would open, uh, would people want to, to eat out? Um, if they did, how would we do it? And um, after quite a few days talking to financial advisors, we thought, you know what, what we do best is to have something, a project, something to do. So we decided that we had stock, we had our olive oil, we had wine, we had oregano, we had cannellini beans, and the um, the... We thought, let's instead of planning what's not going to happen, let's plan something that could happen. So again, in a very, very short time, we designed a name, which was Shop the River Cafe. Um, we designed a newsletter to announce it, and we put up our own website, which was the shop. Um, and then, do you want to ask me any questions? I'm no, I, I actually, you're, you're in, in the category of people to whom I just love listening, so just go for it. And then, um, so we, you know, this was the team. We couldn't use any chef that was furloughed or any manager or any waiter. So it really was the five of us, myself, um, two chefs, uh, Sean and Joseph, two senior managers, Charles and Vashti, um, a PA and a, a systems person who um, does everything called Ian. And so Georgia, Georgia my PA and Ian, um, and we just we just divided it up. We just started, and then we started taking the photographs of the for the site, and then we started trying to design it. And I, I have to say, I put a big stop to it and said, if we're going to do this, we have to do it the way we do our books, the way we do anything. And so we we talked to our graphic designer who did our gift boxes and do our our olive oil labels, and designed the River Cafe Thirty book. And then we talked to Matthew Donaldson, who um, did all the photography. And we said, let's do this properly. Let's do it well. And uh, so we have the website has photographs by Matthew that he takes in his kitchen of all the ingredients and the, and the goods. And then the newsletter is kind of slightly more homemade. Take, there's one jar photograph of me taking, making the tomato sauce at home. Um, and and so it's kind of developed through that. And then after sending out the, I think the first week we didn't have anything cooked. The second week we did the tomato sauce, and I think we did slow cooked peas and zucchini trip. 
to Falati. And then we decided to work with our butcher and we put the next week a boned chicken, thinking that if you were a cook at home and you wanted to grill a chicken, um, you wouldn't, I mean, it's so complicated and hard to take all the bones out of the chicken. So we would do that for you. We would marinate the chicken in lemon zest and thyme, and then we would butterfly a leg of lamb and again, marinate it. And then, um, and then we put a T-bone steak and a beef steak, a beef, uh, beef steak Fiorentina and a sirloin. So, and then the next week we did marinated crab and Dover sole. So slowly, slowly, slowly we're um, expanding. It's really beautiful. I mean, I was looking at the design of it earlier, and it, it doesn't surprise me that you did it in line with with everything else. And it looks like the River Cafe. It feels like the River Cafe. I was surprised by the growing breadth of it and seeing things like the whole Do- Dover sole and and the beef and you know the there's a whole uh, charcuterie offering. There's bottled goods. There's olive oils. There's dried pastas. There's cheeses. Uh, you know, you guys are, are, are a full-on store. So you did the delivery for one day and stopped. One day. I mean, I, I again, as I said, I sort of felt like in Jaws. You know, I couldn't be the the mayor who refused to uh, close the beaches, you know, although we have to say we're seeing a lot of that lately. Um, it just was making people feel that, that it could be dangerous coming to work. A lot of restaurants are doing deliveries, and actually now we're doing deliveries. Um, but at that time, I just felt uh, it would be better to say to all our team, don't come to work, stay in your house. And everybody's cooking at home. And, um, and so uh, we just canceled the deliveries, you know, after one day. Right. Has the River Cafe in its 33 years, um, aside from the fire you guys had in 2008, has it ever been closed? Yeah. The fire we, in 2008 closed for you know, uh, six months while we completely redid the restaurant. Right. And then for one day after Rose, my partner died. Uh, she died on a Sunday night, closed on a Monday. And that was in um, 2010. Yeah, and we closed the day of her funeral. But otherwise, you know, a restaurant is there to be open. You know, that's the idea. How have you been interacting with with your your staff to whom you refer as as your children? I've heard you call yourself, you know, a, a, after Rose died. I heard, you know, you said that you were a single mother with with a hundred children. So how are you staying close to these hundred kids of yours? Yeah, because they're they're um, you know they are incredible. They're, they're not children. They're really great adults. Who, um, but then I suppose my children are adults, and they're still my children. But I. Um, the care and concern I have for them is enormous, and, um, and I think it's reciprocated, and we're all very close. I think that the first week we thought we would just do Zoom calls with, you know, all the chefs, or seven of the chefs or eight, and um, then it just, some of them, I think, do that with each other. I am in contact with, I've you know, spoken to all of them, some more than others, um, and, you know, I think we're all talking and trying to figure this out. Um, it's hard. It's very hard. You guys have overcome so many things in, in the course of your restaurant. I don't worry about the River Cafe's survival, um, but that doesn't mean you don't, do you? Well, I think it's a, it's, um, it's a bit of, you know, um, and, you know opt- optimism and ambition and you know, energy 
but we are we you know and then the other one is listening to the scientists you know um the scientists who are telling us you know that they don't know i don't think anybody knows but i think the word the adjective probably is uncertain and so how do you how do you deal with uncertainty you know we, we the minute we're allowed to be open we'll open um and you know uh, be under no illusion that this might happen again i don't know um it's uh but we can't wait to open you know we can't wait when it's safe when you know it seems a bit arbitrary at the moment when it's safe but um you know we'll just make it as as safe as we can and nobody has a gun to anybody's head saying you will go to a restaurant but i get different calls i get people saying you know i cannot wait to come we've had bookings you know we've had people making reservations for july already so um people want to come but we have to make sure that the people who work with us and, and the customers are safe I mean, you really have regulars who are very dependent on eating lunch at the restaurant every every weekend or or every day, even. So it's it's a it's a different sort of restaurant than a lot. It's really a community. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is there, and I think that um, the reaction to the shop has been so so positive because I think people really do miss the restaurant and they miss the little cafe. One of my um, one of my partners, Sean, said the other day that when she was interviewed by Rose and by me 20 years ago, um, apparently we said, this is not just working in a restaurant, it's a kind of way of life, you know, and, and by that, I think it, it does, people do develop, we all learn from each other. I've changed since working with the team I work with and very often just sometimes at a very, very minimal level, trying to teach someone a way to that they can't wear that plaid shirt, that every waiter wears a bright colored, you know, shirt, a really beautiful color. And so they start wearing pale grays or pale blues. And then you see them coming in with, you know, with shirts that they've dyed themselves into vibrant, shocking colors, which makes such a difference with a white apron. So pe- people actually get brighter by working at the River Cafe is what you're saying. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I see the change, definitely, yeah. Um, I, I think back to the opening of, of your restaurant and one of the interesting things that sort of runs parallel to now is that you were opened on a limited basis. You were zoned in a way where you were at first a, a canteen for Richard's office and the community that was working there. You were only allowed to be open for lunch during the week. You weren't allowed to be open for dinner. You weren't allowed to be open on weekends. Do you think back to that time now and then think you're kind of well prepared for a different kind of reopening because you've done it before i mean i think it will be it, it will be interesting to see the restrictions and how we cope with it you know whether we if we can have you know so many fewer covers the lucky thing that we have um at the river cafe is the outside section so were we to open in july and we had july august september we can do great things outside. You know, we can expand. The tables can go in the grass. The tables can go into the trees. You know, the social distancing that we can do is is pretty possible there. One thing I was surprised not to see on the store is just a little bit of squid. Yeah, we were thinking about doing squid. Funnily enough, Joseph said that why don't we send people squid and score it 
and then they could put it on the grill. Do you think that's a good idea? I do. I mean, it's just such an iconic part of the restaurant. I think it's the only dish that's been on the menu every single day since since it opened. So I, I just feel like for the sake of continuity, why not? Yeah, we might do that. Okay, good. This, I'm glad we made that decision. What do you miss right now while you're not in the restaurant? You're you're there. I mean, it, it is such a part of your life and, and who you are. How does it feel like to exist as, as you without the buzz? When I think about what people are going through right now, I do really consciously think about what uh, people are going through, people who are living in really restricted homes real, with very abusive um, family members, husbands, children who are not allowed to go out and play, um, you know, no money, no salary, no future guaranteed. And people are literally hungry or people who've lost people through the virus, people who are scared, people who've been in hospital, people, I find it hard to say that I'm feeling, you know, upset and or down. I do miss I miss the restaurant. I, I feel pretty much in my own time here. And doing the shop, as I said, is such a privilege because it gives me contact with, you know, gra- uh, the graphic designers, um, Anthony and Stephanie. It gives me contact with um, the photographer. It gives me most of all contact with all of us who are actually doing the store and the website and the ingredients. So. Uh, um, excuse me, contact with the suppliers. You know, I called the man that we buy langoustine from in Scotland and we spoke for 20 minutes. So um, it's a very active day for me, you know, here. It's an active day at home. Um, it doesn't stop, I find. It's almost a tyranny of the Zoom calls and the phone calls and the, you know, it's, there's a lot happening. And of course, we're thinking a lot about the future. The river it's a busy time, especially if you kind of choose to make this project based. I know people who are, you know, reading books and watching Netflix, and I know people who are busier than they've ever been in their lives because they're fighting for the survival of something that they care about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You were mentioning just before, you know, people who are truly suffering as a result of of COVID nineteen in in various ways. Do you think it's it's a restaurant's responsibility to find ways to take care of that part of the community too? Yes, we are. Um, I laud Daniel Hum, you know, doing the amount that he's doing at Eleven Madison Park. You know, his uh, his thousands and thousands of of, uh, of uh, meals, and I I. And the people here who are doing what they're doing, and we we have a harder time because of the um, small kitchen that we have in terms of putting people. It's just hard to do even the two vegetables that we're cooking for the um, shop. But um, we are cooking for individual doctors and nurses. Um, so I, we get we have somebody who works in the, in the national health in the hospitals. A doctor and so he he tells his colleagues and um, so very often their schedules they don't get home until eight or nine or ten o'clock at night and they find a box from the river cafe with a, a meal you know so last week I did um, I did I couldn't get I, I did um, I couldn't get uh, terrible so I did uh, grilled halibut um, and then I did asparagus spinach um, and uh, tomato penne with tomato, and then I didn't have any cake, so I um, made some 
some cookies and put those in, you know. So we've been doing that in our own small way. And then we have um, Joseph went and cooked for a food bank on his day. And I, I think that quite a lot of our chefs on their, I'm, I'm not supposed to call them because of, of the furlough scheme, but I know that I am in touch with them and they are working on their own free time to help. What is the furlough scheme? The furlough scheme is a scheme whereby the government pays 80% of the salary up to, I think it's 2,500 pounds a month. And then what we do for the people who need to be topped up, we, the River Cafe is topping up those salaries as long as we can. And has the government extended any particular aid to, to restaurants because of the period of time you guys will be closed? No, 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 nothing. We're all in the same boat, whether you're a restaurant or a film studio or a shop. You know, you apply for small business relief, and that's what we're getting. But it's good. It's really helped enormously. That's good to know. It's it's a bit of a mess here. I, I know every country is tackling it in a in a different way. No, it's good. So, are, what are you what are you going to add to the store in the next week? Are there plans to expand it? Tomorrow, tomorrow we're doing spaghetti vongole. And it's step-by-step, step. so we'll send the clams, we'll send, uh, there's a bottle of wine, there are tomatoes, which we've taken all the juice out of, and cut little cherry tomatoes, cut up, and we'll put those in a jar, um, the chopped chili, parsley, and garlic, and uh, directions how to do it. We're doing sea bass uh, fillets uh, slashed and stuffed with herbs. Uh, we're doing a polenta cake. And we are doing, um, as we have on the menu, uh, slow-cooked peas and zucchini tripolati. And then next Monday, we're going to do a Venetian menu. So we'll do, because the melons are here. So we'll do Charente melons and prosciutto. We're going to do a Reezy Beezy kit so you can make the, the peas will be shelled, the puree of the peas will be there, chicken stock and rice. And we're doing something else. Oh, I think lamb chops, scottadino, where you pound the lamb chops. This will run Monday. This will run Monday, so that'll be the the daily the daily menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing we're we're doing we send the newsletter out on Monday, and then again on Thursday. So it's twice a week. I get it every Monday and Thursday, and it it just feels like um a, a tease, you know, because like I can't get it here. There's 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 no uh, there's no River Cafe boxes for me. If we, um, this is something we want to run and run, you know, so maybe we'll, we'll do it in New York one day. You never know. I would really love that. I want to read something to you. Um, and it's something you said to me a few years ago, we were talking about the restaurant and, and what having a restaurant means. And uh, it, it was from a Wall Street Journal story we did together. I'm going to read you the quote and then uh, just kind of ask you for your reflection and, and where that feeling stands now. So here it goes. You said, you know, you're talking about people being in a restaurant. You said, we, we have to give them a sense of drama, a sense of calm, and a sense that we're focused on them. Going to a restaurant is a kind of celebration, isn't it? But you never know. Did they save up to come here? Are they celebrating a wedding? Are they getting divorced? Are they getting over a tragedy? And so you just have to think that this is our job, this thing of caring for people. And the minute they walk in, they're ours. Oh. <laughs> I remember that quote. Yes, I stand by it. That's nice. You get the most out. You're such a good interviewer. You get the best people. My my question is, what's it going to feel like to you to welcome people back into the River Cafe? I think uh, I think it will be emotional. 
you know, I was thinking whether we should have a, a kind of party the first night we open and do it, you know, you have to have the distancing. But I thought, well, maybe it could be like a wedding where you have tables, everybody comes and you have tables and they're distanced and you might not go up to another person's table, but you know they're there and you know that you're there for a reason. I don't think anybody's going to want to go to a stand-up party where you're two inches away, but you might like to do that. We could get a performer, we could have um, music, do something to kind of breathe in and take it all in about the fact what we've all been through and um, where we are now, which is together. I love the idea of a party. Uh, Ruthie, our show is called Takeaway Only. What's your big takeaway from leading the River Cafe through this moment? I think that what we're going through and the way we're having to act in this crisis is very counterintuitive. In fact, what has guided me through my life in terms of trouble or tragedy has been the closeness of friends, closeness of family. And... um, now we're being told that closeness is the danger and friends and family have to be kept away. And um, when I was in Mexico, my husband had an accident last year. I was 5,000 miles away from my home and I, I never was without one of my children or a friend. People traveled to, to be near me, to be with us. And now I'm 500 yards away or a mile away or two miles away and I haven't seen my children for weeks you know and so it is it's hard but I think what we what in the times when you can't see them and you can't see your friends and you can't uh, work with your colleagues you we've all made up for it in other ways you know through talking all the time through FaceTime through telling stories on the phone to the little children to, um, you know, making something and having it sent over to somebody who has not, who has had the virus. Um, so I, I do think we, you know, if, if it's been a, if it's been a struggle, the struggle has been how do we create that sense of community and kindness and support in this world of isolation? Well, thank you for always trying to create it and for creating a place um, that's always been a great comfort for me. And I know many, many other people. I can't wait to be back there. Well, we can't wait to have you back, Howie. We miss you. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ruthie. Bye, John. Bye. That was Ruth Rogers. You can follow The River Cafe on Instagram at The River Cafe London, and you can shop their new online grocery at www.shoptherivercafe.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Kahn, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Kahn, for Freetime Media. Our logo is by Reynald Philippe at Beepoles. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community building work at welcomeconference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only.